1: Good morning, and welcome back to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm David Hosterman, alongside my co-host, John Edwards, with Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Dan Maley, with Your Castle Real Estate. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated
0: players. John, how you doing? Good. Good morning, Dave. Morning, Dan. How are you?
2: Good morning. I'm doing well. You?
0: Good, got great a, to have you back on the show. Thanks I know for
2: having me back. Yeah, yeah, it's been a bit.
1: Got a, got a blast from the past here, Dan Maley. I know and Dan and I grew up like next next door neighbors. What like- we did, yeah. Years and years ago, not that long ago, I guess. Well, I shouldn't age us. But, 20 but, something but, plus years you Had a birthday like last 25. I
2: sure did. I sure, sure. did. But uh, we'll let people guess as, guess about our ages.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: think that's, I think that's a good idea. John, why don't you tell our listeners what's on tap for today's show? All right, guys, we got a great show today. We are going to kick off the show with one of Denver's most well respected and experienced real estate professionals. Dan, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, we're going to discuss how work. Working with millennials is different than older generations. We also go over Denver's newest real estate statistics, and stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. And got to throw out our yellow card
1: for the week. Just a quick disclaimer: that Citywide Home Loans and Your Castle Real Estate are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Dan, again, thanks so much for being on the being thanks on the, for the show.
2: Dave, yeah, good to see you.
1: And I know a lot about you because we're dear friends and have been for many years and went to grade school together and high school together. But why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself, past real estate experiences. I know we've worked on numerous deals together and you're always, you know, utmost professional when it comes to those transactions and really, you know, guide your clients through the home buying process and, you know, and ha- always have their best interest in mind. But tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and some of your past real estate experiences.
2: Sure. Well, um, we both went to Repo High School those many years ago. And uh, <laughs> after that, I was in a uh, corporate world for a bit and uh, ended up moving to London, England, where I fell into real estate after selling my first house. And so I did that before. Really, I had no clue about real estate. I had no clue about You know, statistically, how prices rise, what that looks like um, on average through, you know, decades upon decades. And so I kind of made a mistake because when I came back in 2015 after leaving in 2012, um, as you know, prices were a lot different. So um, seeing it firsthand, and we'll talk about this later in the show, but we're now in a London, San Francisco, New York market. Yeah, and uh, I came back to Denver because it was so extreme, and so it's interesting now that we're we're there.
1: Yeah, um, here. I think uh, you know I, there was a statistic a few years ago, and I'm sure it still holds true uh, because our our economy and housing market has just gone up. Is that Denver is the was at that point the most expensive non-coastal city in the U.S. for buying a house? Yep, and I I, I, yeah.
0: I would imagine it's probably sure. still true. Yeah, yep. that would make sense. So, Dan, you uh, you said that you were in England for a while and you were selling real estate in England. Um, yep. Tell us a little bit about the differences in selling real estate in England versus here in the U.S.
2: Well, it's just so different. So the first thing is that here we have buyer agents. Um, if you talk to the old school real estate agents, you know, from 30, 35 years ago, we actually didn't have buyer agents 30 to 35 years ago in the U.S. <clears throat> um england they still don't have buyer agents and i'll remember so we work for the seller and i'll remember my uh my boss at the time told me to show a uh really great flat in in london right in the heart of it all and he told me dan only show that at night and when it's not raining and i said excuse me <laughs> and you know in england it rains like all the time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was because the the uh house or the loft had huge um holes in the roof
1: oh god
2: and their inspections come instead of at the front of the deal they come at the very end of the deal so it is um it is the wolf of wall street yeah Um, Yeah. it is buyer beware and uh it was just it didn't fit with my personality of helping people and helping them build long-term wealth so i said
1: uh see ya i'll come Come do this in Denver, you know, at home. That's wild. And and you're at your castle real estate. Great company. Yeah, just got, went got, back actually. Yeah, got a ton so, of respect for Lon yeah. and Charles over there, my old business partner, Joe Massey. I know yep. he's one of their preferred lenders and you know, fantastic lender out there. And, you know, great company though. Wouldn't you wouldn't you agree?
2: Absolutely. They were the um the first they really resonated with me when I came back from London because they uh they look at uh, property as investments. And so there's a lot of investors there, but even if you're just a, you know, owner occupant, um, real estate is still by far the best way to accumulate wealth period. And so they really focus on that and finding the right place for people and helping them find their, their, uh, you know, place in the world via their home. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back. I left for four years, um, went to some other brokerages and, and back home. I'm excited to be there
1: definitely definitely john why don't why don't you kick us off on the first half
0: of the show i know we got a great subject to chat about we really do so uh so dan the ball's in your court here we're going to talk about millennials which uh which actually fits the mold for all three of us here today on the show uh, but millennials are a little bit of a different ball game dan and so we want to talk a little bit about how it is different to work with millennials versus some of the older generations um and i thought that we'd we'd kind of start this segment off by by Going through the different generations If people don't know, some of our listeners Aren't aware, I'll just kind of walk through that Real quick, we've got the greatest generation Born from 1901 to 1927 The silent generation Born from 1928 to 1945 Baby boomers Born from 1946 to 1964 Generation X 1965 to 1980 And then millennials Who we're talking about today 1981 to 1995 and Generation Z, 1996 to 2010, followed by the newest one, which I hadn't heard before, uh, Generation Alpha, which is born 2011 to 2025. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, today we're, our main topic here is millennials, but we'll talk about some of these other generations as well. Dan, what are some of the main things that you're seeing? I know you work with a lot of millennials. Yeah. Um, what do you see that's a little bit different than you know maybe working with some of the older generations?
2: You know, it's interesting because I look at it through my clients, but I also look at it through my own lens since I was born in 1979, since I was kind of, you know, in that cusp. And I think the biggest thing with millennials is that, um, you know, they've gone through, they have they went through the, the Great Recession. They've um, kind of seen America in its best kind of building and then maybe a slight decline. And so, Obviously, like, we remember Dave, right, and John, the days yeah. before Facebook and yeah. texting and all that stuff. The good old so, days. The good
0: old days. Yeah. And so I
2: think, <laughs> um, you know, everyone, especially millennials, are really quick to get on their phone, start looking at properties, um, you know, they can go to some of these other discount firms and, you know, book a showing with an agent, but they don't necessarily know, like, the neighborhood, the market dynamics behind that, and so... I think um, my job, especially with millennials, um, as opposed to the other generations, is just really sitting down with them and educating them, yes about the market, why you want to work with a full service agent and um, how you know building a property is going to accumulate long term wealth for you, whether that's uh you know trading up, getting investment properties, et cetera um you know, kind of having that personal interaction when you're making the biggest purchase of your life.
1: And and I completely agree with you. I think millennials are very tech savvy, right? Like they're so quick to react as well to where like Dan mentioned, you know, they may see on Facebook this, you know, low cost brokerage that is charging a flat fee because this low cost brokerage has a lot of ad spend within Facebook. So they call them and now they're hooked, right? It's not necessarily the right thing we see it all the time with the big banks out there, right where these these millennials they they get these amazing interest rates that are you know maybe an eighth to a quarter lower than us. Fees are maybe five hundred dollars cheaper, but they're so adamant about going with this big bank where at the end of the day that big bank may not be able to perform the same way we do, you know, I think it's a matter of these millennials understanding the the quality of the service that they are getting yeah
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've saved numerous deals, countless deals, Dave, for you know somebody that initially went with one of the bigger lenders, only to find out somewhere down the road, usually once they're under contract, that they're not able to do the loan or get it closed for whatever reason. A lot of times, those bigger lenders are going to have more overlays. Um, and, and you know, quite frankly, a lot of the loan officers aren't going to be quite as experienced as somebody with a smaller, mid-sized uh, mortgage company that's that's been doing it for a long time. And I think, Dan, that plays true true. true for you guys on the real estate side as well. Um, You guys are out there, you're pounding the pavement, you're working hard for your clients. You're not just a big brokerage that's out there running through clients left and right.
2: Yeah, I think um, people have the misconception that uh, just because you hang your hat at a brokerage that the brokerage, you know, gives you clients or, um, you know, kind of builds your business and that we're all the same. The truth is, is that you know, all um, real estate agents are independent agents or or independent, um, what do they call it? Contractors. Contractors. And so um, you can have your own brokerage if you have had two or more years in um, real estate. And if you get uh, kind of a, a broker's license, which is a step above, but most people are independent agents that work and manage their own business. But you know, hang their hat at a firm like your castle or where I was before compass, um, for, you know, marketing, uh, some of the things that agents don't necessarily want to do themselves. Um, but yeah, it's really that individual and that personal touch that, um, when hire, when clients hire me, they're, they're hiring kind of a suite of services. right? And that also includes you as my lender partners. You guys Mm -hmm. have been great with numerous clients and, um, that kind of trickles down even to inspectors. I I had, a a buyer recently who reached out to me and said, um, I've hired a lawyer and I'm not going after you, but I'm going after, I didn't listen to you. I used my own inspector who didn't really know what they were doing. And there were all these plumbing issues. And so he's, he's now in the process of, of moving forward to, uh, to sue either the seller who might've known about the issue and didn't disclose it or, um, the inspector himself. And so, you know, having a, a close knit team that works in tandem is just so important when you're, um, in a market that's this competitive. For well, buyers.
1: and like you said, it's, uh, you know, to find the right professionals, these inspectors, there's such a lack of licensing from, you know, the mm-hmm. Department of Regulatory Affairs in regards to inspectors. Pretty much anybody can be classified as a home inspector. I, I think they're in the process of trying to regulate that a little bit more real estate, though, too. You could take real estate classes online and become an a agent. real estate agent, yep. you know, lenders. Mm-hmm. Same thing. There's material online how to pass these tests, mm-hmm. study guides. The materials right there, but it's finding the right professional that has that has that information that you know that you need as that consumer I want to bring up one thing Dan I was featured in an article um, published by fannie Mae the the largest financial institution when it comes to backing mortgage backed securities um, about millennials looking at more condos you're seeing we're seeing that increase in Colorado. And I think like Mm -hmm. you said, you know, Chicago, LA, you know, some of these bigger cities where millennials, they don't want to have a yard. They don't want to have upkeep. They don't want to deal with the painting of the exterior, staining the garage door, stuff like that. Are you seeing a bigger trend in, you know, properties that have HOAs like condos with millennials?
2: You know, it's, it's interesting. I would totally agree with that the the issue is is just the the supply of inventory specifically for condos that we yeah. have in Denver because of our um building law with the yes. um, with the builders and so what you're seeing is you're seeing all these great new what i'm seeing is you know all these great new apartments that are are being built with uh you know gyms and hot tubs and they're very modern very small um like you mentioned millennials yep. don't usually like a lot of space um But they're just so expensive. I mean, their rents are are so much higher than what a mortgage payment would be. Yes. And if you do get a condo in Denver, you're looking at a lot of them that were built in the 80s and the early 90s. Um, We haven't seen that conversion like we need to. And um, that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, just the local, um, uh, the building sewer laws that um, have been kind of affecting. But there are, you know, communities that pop up a little bit outside of Denver and other areas but yeah I think absolutely millennials are are uh, liking and that's part of the reason why they're staying in these um um apartments where they're you know they're not making any return on their money they're just paying their rent but it's nice living conditions. No, totally. But yep. then when you start building a family, et cetera, you then don't have Then you start moving equity. out to the suburbs. Right. and Exactly. Yeah.
1: No, totally. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio 1600. Check out our past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions, give John Edwards a call at 303-921-5747. If you'd like to get in touch with Dan Maley with Your Castle Real Estate to discuss Buying your next house, selling your next house, you know, getting your first house, definitely give him a call. He's by far one of the best in the business. Uh, Dan Maylee with York Castle Real Estate can be reached at 720 951 1848.
0: John, we got some good listings this week. I think we got some great ones. And I know Dan's got one for us here in a minute, too. Uh, the first one I've got this week is, uh, Mark Eibner with, uh, Metro Brokers Realty Oasis has a great property at nine five one eight Troon Village Drive. That's in Lone Tree. This one's on the market at 700,000. Beautiful property, four beds, three bath, over 2,600 square feet. Um, if you'd like some more information on this property, reach out to Mark Eibner at 720-724-8001.
1: I got a great one here with another Metro Brokers agent, Mike Hammond. This property is located at 2896 Deer Creek Place in Highlands Ranch. It's listed just shy of $615,000. It's at $614,900. It's a beautiful, beautiful property. It's got 2,301 total square feet. It's a four-bedroom, three-bath house has been updated. If you'd like to get in touch with Mike Hammond from Metro Brokers, give him a call at 720-445-1121
0: all right guys so we'll kick off the uh, second half here um, we've talked quite a bit about Millennials and uh, what we hadn't talked about too much was uh, Gen Z and that's sort of that next generation Gen Z is uh 25 years old in that range um, Dan I-, I think we're gonna start to see these folks purchasing homes as well you may have already seen that um, on your end but uh, Millennials are are clearly buying homes they're moving through and now there's uh those that younger generation that it's going to be purchasing homes as well.
2: Yeah, and um I think there millennials are really what's pushing what our current market looks like. I mean, you know, COVID slash inventories, but we've been working in a, a market from 2013 through 2019 with with low inventory as well. But the um the millennials that are um, coming into the market and the decrease of baby boomers, which I think was yeah. the biggest, um, yeah. Generation, Yeah, that's a valid point. So you have all of this kind of pent-up millennial demand for for properties. And so uh, my opinion is that that's going to keep these current market um, statistics uh, in this kind of uh, mode for for quite a while. Um, You know, the data that I've looked at says at least seven, but potentially even up to 19, 20 years because of the size of millennials coming into the market. And just how low overall inventory levels are across the country. So, another
0: 20 years of this? (laughs) Oh boy. Well, and and it's very interesting.
1: You know, you see these mortgage companies and and real estate companies try to adapt to the millennial market, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, You know, at Citywide, we are very tech savvy. So, we have a very robust mobile app, which the clients are able to upload stuff to the mobile app and that automatically gets into our loan operating system. They're able to run payment analysis. You know, if they know what kind of rate they're getting offered, they, they're able to run, you know, what their payment would be on a property. Um, we allow digital signatures on loan documents. Um, but you're seeing that trend increase in my opinion, uh, not only with millennials, but just in general with the pandemic, right? Yep. You know, you saw a lot of people getting into more digital stuff and, you know, or you, you got to see the same stuff, Dan. I, I would imagine that, you know, your job has come, become easier on clients approaching you saying, hey, Dan, I want to see this house, right? I, I saw this house online. Can you get me into this house? You know, that that's probably become a lot easier. The, you know, the harder thing is probably the negotiations, the, the inspection aspect, putting the contract together. But you're probably seeing a lot more clients coming to you with houses they want to see. Would you agree?
2: yeah absolutely I mean you know having these apps and stuff does make it a lot easier I mean I remember when I first started here in Colorado back in 2015 um, it was just kind of blind right like I'd look at the MLS and see okay well this is booked but we want to see all these different properties and it was a lot of time to you know figure out traffic and and how we could see these properties in an order that made sense and and so now, based on the apps, um, you know that will kind of sh- show you all together, kind of which properties would fit up where. And so, if someone, especially in this competitive market, needs to see something, we can do it, you know, instantaneously, pretty much in um, in an hour's notice or yeah. so. You know,
1: and, and and you're not you're not sending these properties to these clients. You you still are because you, you're that type of an agent, right? right. Like, hey, I found this yeah. property. Um, you know. It, could fit your needs. And a lot of times, these clients have already seen them online. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's yeah. remarkable. But I want to get back to one thing, John, talking about, you know, why, using, why you should use an agent like Dan is, Dan, you have a property that's not in the MLS. It's not on any of these apps. It's not, you know, not online. hmm it's what we call in the industry a pocket listing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a pocket listing right now. It's in Dan's back pocket. And I want you to tell our listeners about that property, you know, because this mm-hmm. could be a perfect time in this competitive market for, you know, either an agent listening to the show or, you know, a potential home homeowner listening to the show that might want to see this property.
2: Yeah, you know, that does happen quite a bit in our industry. The thing to remember is just um, it depends on kind of what the seller wants to do. And so I'm very if if the seller wants to go that route and you know a lot of people do you see these open doors and you see them paying actually premiums i heard this week that zillow has stopped their ibuyer yeah. um program which i thought was absolutely fascinating but um yeah it just depends on on the seller's situation because the um the the heart of the matter is that If the seller just wants to get a good price, especially in this market, and not have to deal with showings and with the kids and the pets and stuff, then that can make sense. But by not advertising it on On the market, you might be leaving some money on the table. You could, you could. Yeah. But but um,
1: don't you have a property right now that? Yeah, I have a sweet
2: little um, a condo that's uh, in a really great location. It's actually in Spear Neighborhood. Which is uh, that. Everyone calls it West Wash Park, but let me tell okay. you something. Anything north of Alameda is not West Wash Park. It's actually <laughs> Spear, Spear yeah. neighborhood, and it's um, Spear is just south of Governor's Park and south okay, yeah. of Capitol Hill. Yep. So it's um, it's basically right where Nine News intersects um, Pennsylvania in and yeah. Third. Yeah. And it's a great location because you're you know you're you're eight minutes from Wash Park. You're six minutes from Cherry creek you're six minutes from downtown you have spear um so in that regard it's great and it's uh you know it's a one bedroom one bath 670 square foot um little unit with a great balcony with a pool uh party room and the thing about this one is that it's on the penthouse floor oh and it faces west. And I'll tell you, those views. I can imagine. It has amazing views of red rocks, of the mountains to the west, and then also right to the city.
1: Yeah. Um, and and it's right now with all the leaves, leaves changing, I can imagine it's looking, sitting out there.
2: Yeah. So that's coming on um, next week. It'll probably be on Thursday. Okay. Um, if you'd like to know more information, feel free to give me a shout. My number is 720 951 1848 and it'll be around um 300k with a HOA of 315 a month but that includes all That's
0: amenities. Not a bad and HOA either. Power, you know. and mm. water you
1: know. and sewer and yeah. trash and all that good stuff. So very yeah. good, very good. What else are you seeing in the market right now, Dan? I know you got some some pretty impressive statistics out there.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit about the uh what do I call it? It's kind of the pitfall that buyers fall into. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of these millennials and a lot of other folks that aren't necessarily selling but want to get into the market and start making some money, they always start in the spring. And so it has been, especially this last year, it has been, um, as you guys know, because I've had to lose a lot of my customers losing loans because they have to borrow actual cash from either family members or taking things out of their, um, their stocks, et cetera, yep. just to be competitive in the market. And so, uh, you know, my one word of advice for buyers is that um, if you are buying for the first time or you want to get in the market, please do not wait, wait. Yeah. That, you know, please don't do it in the spring when you're going to have a horrible experience, yes. you're going to be paying so much, much more. more above asking price. And what happens is we have that buyer fatigue where buyers just, yep. they peace out. And, um, you know, I, I was talking to some other agents in my office this past week, and, and they had something that was really smart and something that I hadn't thought of, but maybe show them a little bit of the market, but then take a break and say, let's let's revisit this in, um, you know, September, yep. in, in October, in November. And so we still have inventory levels that are quite um, Good at the moment um during the holidays those do um decrease but for buyers your best bet is to do anything late summer into the fall where you're you're probably cutting your competition by 75 percent or so
1: yeah no I, I i think buying in the fall and the winter is is a great time um you know you're not getting beaten up like dan said and you know paying a top dollar and, and you know it just the funny thing about it though is every year that spring rush happens earlier. Oh, yeah. It used to be yep. yeah, it's April really, like, old, February then it last March, year, well, and then it becomes February and it's it's actually
2: know. whenever the Bronco like if the Broncos suck and the yeah. if football's done <laughs> we are a football town, I'm telling yeah. you. So if the Broncos are done, that's the start of the season, yeah. no matter what.
0: So, Dan, one of the statistics that you had here in your notes was that the average price of a home in 1971 was twenty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are we fifty years later, and it's what four hundred and seventy-one, five hundred thousand, something like that. And
2: I get it with buyers. You're like, I just this just seems insane, especially the percentage year over year, where it's you know between fifteen and twenty. Of course, we have cooling, which will bring that down when you look at it annually, but. um, Yeah, it's like, okay, so we've been tracking data since roughly 1971, and for 44 years we've had um, prices are going up. Only four years have prices stayed flat or gone down.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. How about, (laughs) you been watching any of the World Series, John?
0: Well, yeah, the Red Sox didn't make it, but I saw saw a little bit of the first game. I didn't see what happened yesterday, did you? you? Could you believe that pitcher –
1: for the Braves. He takes a line drive to the fibula. Breaks his fibula, continues to pitch and get 3 outs. Goes Come to the on. goes to the bench, goes to that. the bench. Goes to the bench while the Braves are batting. Comes back out on the field and pitches again with a broken fibula. I Talk did about not dedication. see that. Boy, about a team player. Uh,
0: I was watching that I, don't, last I don't know what it's rock insane. I've been hiding under.
1: It's it's insane. Yeah. Well, Dan, thanks so much for being on the show. Always love I seeing you. I appreciate
2: it. Yeah, great seeing you both.
1: Um, If you'd like to get in touch with Dan Maley with York Castle Real Estate to talk about anything real estate, uh, he's a wealth of knowledge, as you can tell. Please reach out to Dan at 720-951-1848. Thank you so much for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing your next home or refinancing your current mortgage, give us a call at Citywide Home Loans at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Radio 1600, Saturday at 7 a.m. You can find our past episodes on our podcast at 104.3 The Fan.